What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, October 29th, 2015, and you guys are listening to episode 231. How is everybody doing? I hope everybody had a great week in between. Uh, I know that I did. I'm having too much fun out here on tour, which is almost over. Um... Uh, sorry again doing this on Thursday, but uh, the other guys were doing their podcast yesterday. We had to drive about eight and a half hours through the night from Minnesota over back to Chicago. And uh, that's why I'm doing this now. So uh, this will be out though today on Thursday. And then I'll be back in New York next week and I can do my uh, podcast on Wednesday. Back to the regular time. But you guys know it usually comes out either late, late on Wednesday or Thursday anyways. So, a lot of stuff to talk about on the show. I've been to a lot of cities since the last uh, podcast. And um, it's just been amazing. It's been uh, so much fun. Um, We were doing four of us. Me, Lawhead, Bartnick, and Burr. And then the second leg has just been me, Burr, and Bartnick, and um, we hit a bunch of cities. So I'll talk to you guys about that. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of funny stories to get to. Got some stuff with sports, obviously basketball started, and the World Series is uh, underway here. So um, let's get to it. But first, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for your Best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today, either up-and-coming comedians or established comedians. Um, Dave Gavry, funny comedian, up-and-coming comedian here in Chicago where I am. Uh, Hopefully I'll be running into uh, David, my sponsor, this uh, next couple of days here. But he runs the site, and he does a great job with the site. He... um, you know, make sure that he puts the best comedians on there and the most interesting comedians on there. I think he recently did one with uh, a buddy of mine, a funny comedian, Big J Okerson. Uh, they talked, and um, you could uh, read that, or he's going to put that on. I think I think he, he did, uh, did it. But uh, go to gonzofame.com. Okay, it's the best. Now, also, please go and support All Things Comedy Go to allthingscomedy.com. It has all the podcasts on there. Great podcasts like Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, uh, my podcast. Uh, I believe Joe Matarese's podcast, Fixing Joe, is on there. Um, Lawhead's Court. There's just a bunch of, of, I mean, there's so many podcasts. I think there's like 70 of them, so I don't want to leave anybody out. Just go to allthingscomedy.com. Those guys did a great job with my album. And uh, if you did not buy my album yet, what the fuck? Come on, guys. It was number one opening week, Wire to Wire, on iTunes. It made it to number four on the comedy billboard charts. You didn't buy it yet. You're listening to this podcast that I'm giving you for free. And you mother... No, I'm kidding. But if you didn't get Night at the Stand, please check it out. Um... All Things Comedy and All Things Records did that for me, and it was amazing. And please follow them at All Things Comedy on Twitter. Now, uh, getting back to this tour here, guys. We've had some funny stories going on. Obviously, I'll share them with you. I met a lot of great people on this tour. Since the last podcast, we performed in uh, Pittsburgh and uh, Cleveland. 
which was was great. And then that was Lawhead's last one, and then we went out to Indianapolis. So Pittsburgh was awesome. I had an amazing time at Heinz Hall. I thought it was just a grand, beautiful theater. The people there were awesome. And, um, yeah, that, that was it was great. And then afterwards, um, shout out to Mike. Mike, I don't want to mess up your last name, but you know if you're listening, um, a buddy of ours and Joe Bartnick's, Mike, came, uh, we went out to the bar next to um, pretty much like around the corner from the theater, and Mike brought us cigars, I mean, the guy was just so generous, he fucking picked up the tab and refused not to, just amazing, amazing time, and we smoked these, uh, we smoked these uh, Cuban cigars, shout out to Adam, uh, he came out, and he, uh, he brought us amazing Monte Cristo number twos, and we were hanging out with him, just so you know, Adam, we did not go to the casino, we ended up just smoking and finishing the cigars right there by the water, by the front of our hotel, and we just walked up, because by that time, we were like, I'm not going to fucking lose 100 bucks at this time, so shout out to Mike, shout out to Adam uh, for coming out and uh, making our time in Pittsburgh amazing, the theater was great, and then the next night was crazy, because we did the, um, I want to say we did the State Theater in Cleveland, and it's Lawhead's hometown, and then, because we are all great friends and uh, with Nick Casas at Hilarities, and he's been amazing to us and, and Bill, and, and since Bill is doing theaters in Cleveland now and not uh, Nick's room, Bill was kind enough, the type of guy Bill is, is he was like, listen, if I'm not doing Nick's room, I'm going to at least have an after party at Hilarities Martini Bar. So we announced to the crowd that we were all going back there and Bill would meet and take pictures and all the guys from the show would be there too and hanging and drinking and we get to the fucking Hilarities Comedy Club at like 1 in the morning and the place is just jam-packed with some of the coolest fucking fans, some of the best people, man. People die hard, you know, TVE listeners. Of course, there was a line to get to talk to uh, Bill, take pictures with him. Bartnick had a ton of puck off fans. I mean, Lawhead's hometown, so he had his fans there, and you know, people who knew him. and And Nick was so happy to have us there. It was so great to see Nick there. It was just an amazing, amazing time, man. So the people in in Cleveland were so cool, and you know, just knew us and was just into what we were doing and loved the show and just wanted to hang out and say thank you. So I really, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, and of course, uh, it was a bad next morning. I'm not going to lie. It was a bad next morning because we, uh, you know, just hung over, feeling like shit. And then you get on the bus. So that that's what the routine has been. And now finally, we're off the bus. We don't have any more bus. Um, you know, we're at a nice hotel here in Chicago. Two days to relax, hang out, do what we do. And, uh, and then I get to fly home and finally be with my family and all the stuff that I have is local. Everything I have from now, I think until like mid-December, I'm doing one night in Miami and then I'm coming home. So everything is pretty much local now. But, um, so Cleveland was amazing and, uh, going to hilarities. Then we go and have an amazing experience in Indianapolis when it was the first night of just me, Bill, and Bartnick. We get, so when we get to Indianapolis, we had to go to St. Elmo. For you guys that know St. Elmo, there's a video where me and Bill were making each other eat hot shrimp, hot cocktail sauce with all this horseradish, 
and it just hits your head and neck and you just can't handle it. So we wanted to make video number two, the sequel, with Bartnick. Problem is, Bartnick doesn't eat seafood. So for you people that don't know, St. Elmo is a famous, amazing steakhouse, amazing bar, just an amazing place in downtown Indianapolis. If you go to downtown Indianapolis, you have to go to St. Elmo. Okay, the steak is insane. The appetizers are great. The waiters are wearing tuxedos and on it. There's all these different back rooms. All the, I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing place. You got to go. So, And I know there's probably locals like, fuck that place. The place is the shit. I'm telling you right now. So they have a famous cocktail sauce for your shrimp cocktail. And it's so unbelievably hot if you put a lot on the shrimp. Like I said, it just burns you, goes to your nostrils, your head. Everybody makes a face or does something. So me and Bill went really big with it, and we made the funny video. We wanted to do it with Bartnick, but he did it with bread and not enough. But the funniest part about it was when Bartnick took the bread and he started to bite it, me and Bill were just like leaning in looking, hoping, hoping that our friend Big Joe Bartnick would just start making a face or the heat was going to get to him. So our anticipation, our laughing is coming and he's just kind of, he doesn't get, he didn't get it, which was actually also funny because it was like a letdown while we were like leaned in, hoping that it was going to burn the shit out of his face and head. It didn't happen, but we had such a good time there. And, um, and I got to tell you, the show in Indianapolis. Now look, I'm gonna. I have not done Chicago yet. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna tell you guys the truth about it as far as the crowds, and it's not the crowd's fault. Sometimes, sometimes it's the venue, sometimes it's the acoustics, it's the sound. But the three places that I have never heard louder in my life were. Now the last time I was in Minnesota, it was Minnesota. Not this time because this theater was different. I had a great time in Minnesota. I thought the crowd was amazing. I, I really enjoyed myself performing. I had a great time. But I think the way the room is set up, unless you're directly on stage or like in them in it, you can't really hear the way certain theaters are. It wasn't the best as far as sound. Now, the Taft Theater in Cincinnati, I'm really considering doing my album there. I mean, doing my, my hour special there. Also, Indianapolis which was so fucking loud and amazing. Indianapolis is fucking underrated. It's one of my favorite places to go. We stayed at an amazing hotel there, and we went to St. Elmo, and it even gets better. We do the show. The crowd is unbelievably loud, great, into it. And then afterwards, Burr and Bartnick did not know if they were going to do this, but I told them about a... Cigar bar, cigar place called Blend, and it's about 20 minutes away from the downtown, you know, Indy area. So Burr was tired, and we've been going hard a lot. So I was like, man, I don't know, I don't know. And Bartnick's like, I'll go with you, Verzi, if Bill doesn't go. And I was, I, thought, I was like, think I was like, there's a good chance Bill's not going to come. He's tired. So, and this is the same place that somebody, uh, a fan, and um, shout out to Patrick. Patrick, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put people's whole names out there, but Patrick was another guy in a fan going, "Hey man, if you're in town, you got to go to Blend. I know you like cigars." And I was like, "Yeah, that's the place that I was telling them about because when I was um, at Morty's performing, that's where I went afterwards. When I thought that I had my initial album, that's where I went." So Bill decides to go. We get in a cab and we're driving. 
And I guess I was so excited, I kept thinking the cab driver didn't know where he was going because it took so long. I'm going, this guy doesn't know where the fuck he's going. We're on a back road, and I was just getting all mad. And finally, we get in there. It's everything that we hoped. Shout out to the people at Blend. They were giving us, Blend has amazing rare bourbons you can't get. There was only six bottles of this one bourbon in the state of Indiana, and this place, Blend, had one of them. We had a taste of that. We had a taste of this expensive Grand Mouillet, which was so much money per drink. I don't even want to sound like an asshole and tell you, but they were kind enough to comp that shit. It was just the people at Blend were amazing, coming over to make sure we were okay, smoking Davidoff Nicaraguans, which I think are probably the best, the best non, I would say it's the best non-Cuban of any cigar I've had. It's up there. I would, no, I'd, I'd just say top three. Like I said, Davidoff Nicaraguan is an absolute, it's insane how good of a cigar it is. So we're smoking that. We're having a great time at Blend. We're talking to great people. Um, and we just enjoyed, you know, we were uh, with this um, dude, Patrick, and uh, his lovely fiance. We're, we're drinking. And uh, it was just a great night in Indy from when we checked into this nice hotel to St. Elmo to the show to Blend. It was just insane. After that, we did the insane Fox Theater in Detroit, which is the biggest room I've ever done. I think it had just about 5,000 people. And um, really cool. Downtown Detroit was not as bad as I thought it would be. I said something on stage, though, the next night. I was like, Detroit was cool. And, uh, oh, man, I got to shout out the bartender at the Hilton we were staying at. David was making drinks so we get so this is the, this was the coolest fucking this is one of the coolest stories that 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 happened as far as like just like if it was a movie. So we get to Detroit, we don't know what to expect, but it's a legendary famous type of of theater, like I said almost 5000 people, right? And we're hanging out there and we were, were so tired and shot from everything. We go back to the to the thing and we're like, let's just instead of this, let's just go watch the end of Monday Night Football. Um, or, or football, whatever, I, it might have been Sunday night football, yeah, wait, I'm trying to do it, so Indy was Sunday, Detroit was Monday, yeah, so we're like, we'll watch the end of Monday night football, and, um, wait, is that right? Yeah, because then Grand Rapids, and, okay, yeah, so, we're sitting there, and there's this, uh, dude sitting down next to us, and we see that he's got like seven drinks in front of him, so this guy, David, was just like this happy-go-lucky bartender. We're kind of tired, just think we want one or two drinks, if that. And he's just walking around, he's like, I can't feel my face. And he's just singing, and I'm just laughing. I'm going, look how happy this guy is. And he's like, and then he would just come by and be like, I can't feel my face if I'm with you, you know, when I'm with you. And then I'm just like, I'm looking at Burr, and me and Burr were, were waiting down there. Uh, Bartnick was upstairs changing his clothes, you know, get out of his, like, show theater show shit and you know come down and relax and this guy's just singing dancing and we start talking he's like oh man welcome to the d man welcome so cool he's like yeah i'm making this drink you want to try it and he goes yeah this is a chef and he points to the guy who had seven drinks it was this such a cool dude this mexican dude manny shout out to manny if he's listening to this so this dude man is so cool right and he's like yeah i'm just tasting all the drinks seeing other like and this guy's just getting wasted drinking but holding it together great long story short Bartnick comes down. This guy starts making us try drinks. I have a wine in front of me, a Moscow mule, 
and some sort of fucking like beer infused bourbon orange drink. I mean, a, a, an absolute recipe for fucking puking or just just being obliterated. And uh, but all the drinks were delicious, and we kept trying, trying them, and we're hanging out. Next thing you know, Manny, the dude sitting next to us, he just like just gets in the click. We love him. He's funny. He's into it. Smart. Listening to the sports. Just like knows like one of those cool kids, dude. Right? I don't know. He's probably in his late twenties. And all of a sudden, we start hitting it off. Bill goes to bed, and me and Bartnick are like, "Hey, let's go to the MGM Grand." I'm like, "Yeah, I want to go play some dice at the MGM Grand in Detroit." They everybody said it was nice. So Manny was like, "You want to come?" So Manny goes, "Yeah." So we get there. And we're in time for like last call. So we have two drinks real quick at the MGM. And now we're all feeling good. And I go over to a craps table. Now, almost got my fucking ass kicked without even knowing. Without even knowing it. I go in. I'm looking at this table. And I'm happy. I'm in a good mood. I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? Let's go. Let's win some money. Not like yelling or screaming. Like the ladies that were standing next to us at the table were laughing. And then I just looked down at the crap table. I'm like, all right, man, let's let's get. Like I was being, I, I thought. You know, I mean, Bartnick said he could tell some people didn't like it. Now, I was drunk. I don't think I was obnoxious drunk. But then I was like, all right, man, let's win some money. And these dudes just kind of like looked at me. (laughs) And I was like, come on, man, New York. I'm going to bring some New York luck. And I had a Yankee hat on. And I think that that's what kind of rubbed people the wrong way. Now, the women there loved it. And me and Joe were laughing. Manny was with us. But these fucking dudes just not. So I ended up getting the point. I end up needing like an eight or a five. I get it. And I'm like, yeah, see. And apparently I was talking too much because Bartnick said one dude was like, man, that dude's going to get his ass kicked. I wasn't loud being a dick like that. Anyway, I, I maybe I shouldn't have fucking talked about New York shit. I was in a good mood, whatever. So then we go over to roulette and I, I went a little bit in roulette, had a good time. Manny, this dude we just met, sat with us, hung with us the whole time. Fucking was cracking jokes on Bartnick and just we just so fucking cool. We, you know, exchange information. He goes home and, and, and that was, you know, that was pretty much Detroit. And then Bill, we wake up, go on the bus, and Bill goes, What'd you guys do last night? And Bartnick, like, ah, I end up staying up till five thirty in the morning. And Bird just goes, I fucking knew it. That's why I didn't go. <laughs> so that was Detroit. All right, then we do uh Grand Rapids and so many cool people in Grand Rapids, like, where are you going tonight? We wanna go out tonight. And um want to let you guys know that we really did not do anything. We went to the um we went to the bar in uh, what's today? Thursday? Yeah, so I'm trying to think what what game we were watching on on I guess it was Sunday night. Yes. So did we leave? I can't figure out what we were watching. Because when we were in Grand Rapids was when Monday Night Football was. Because Tuesday was Milwaukee, Wednesday was this and that. So if Monday night was Grand Rapids, uh, it was the Sunday night game. That's what it was. It was the Sunday night game we saw in uh, Detroit. Um, yes, it was a Sunday night because we woke up Sunday and drove to Detroit from Indy. So that's what it was. So Sunday night game was what we were watching at the Hilton Bar. Then Monday night, so many people wanted to go out with us in Grand Rapids. So many people came up and said nice things. Thank you for all the people from Grand Rapids, Michigan, that actually came up to me and said that they liked my show, they liked my podcast, and you know they got my album. 
all that stuff. There were some young comedians there or newer comedians and just great fans. But just so you know, we went real quick to the bar right next door to our hotel, which was about 20 minutes away or 15 minutes away. We watched the end of the football game, and uh, and we decided to just go back to the hotel. So we're going back to the hotel. Bill goes to sleep, and Bartnick and I noticed that our hotel room has an arcade, and it's open. And the arcade was fucking awesome. It had air hockey table. It had one of those sit-down driving games. It had, like, this sharpshooter gun game where you could, like, target practice, which I fucking crushed at. Then they had Pac-Man, Galaga. They had all these cool games. We're like, this is the best. And games were, like, a quarter or 50 cents tops. So you could go in there with, like, 5 to 10 bucks and just have an absolute blast. So we get quarters. He's playing the driving game. I'm playing Galaga. And then all of a sudden, I turn around, I see the shooting game. And I'm like, this is the shit. So I'm, I'm taking this shit so seriously. I got like one arm up on the other arm like I'm fucking going to be a detective. I just take, I'm way too competitive. I'm way too competitive. All right. We played golf together and Burr was just laughing because he knew that I wanted to beat Lawhead so bad just because, you know, I knew Lawhead was the best one, you know, of all of us. And I was like, I got to beat that guy. You know what I mean? And I am super competitive, so I'm playing, I'm shooting this game, like, one eye closed, hand on my other forearm, you know, like, I'm in the academy, and I'm shooting these fucking plates, and and all this stuff, like, uh, bowling pins, plates, targets, all this, and I'm so into it, and I'm like, all right, Joe, hold on, we're gonna, I'm gonna play air hockey in a second, and, um, finally, my game comes to an end, and Joe's like, let's play air hockey, Joe knows how competitive I am, and I'm going into this thing with him. It was funny. Like, ah, I'm just going to not care and play. Long story short, we played two games of air hockey. And he beat the shit out of me. Because he knew. He found my weakness. And my weakness was to the right side of the table. When he bounced it in, I would try to block it by moving my fucking goalie fucking handle thing. And every time I moved it to try to block it, it would slide in. And he figured that weakness out. Game started like 2-2, 3-2, you know, 1-1, 2-2, then 3-2, and then I would get like 3, and then he'd have 4, and I think both games he beat me like 7-3, to three. or one game might have been 7-4, the other game 7, just made quick work of me and kicked the shit out of me, and uh, we had such, I mean, look, how cool is that though? You're in Grand Rapids, Michigan, it's late at night, you don't have much to do, and you're staying at this awesome hotel that has a fucking arcade downstairs that's open all night long for cheap with great games. Awesome. And then the epic night, which was Milwaukee. Okay. Milwaukee, Wisconsin might have been. It was the Riverside Theater in Milwaukee, I think. Yeah, Riverside. I will say this now, and I mean it. One of the greatest experiences I've had on stage, one of the absolute loudest I have never in my life heard deafening loudness like the people of Milwaukee gave us at that theater. I mean, before I got on, Joe Bartnick was like, are you guys ready to have a good time? I swear to God, I almost like, I had to like squint my eyes and like put my shoulders up how loud these people got. Awesome comedy fans, listening you know, even the drunk people that yelled stuff out, 
it was more like cool yelling out like Verzi or like, you know what? Yeah. Like, you know, just like good stuff. It wasn't some stupid bullshit. It wasn't some drunk asshole. It was just awesome, you know? And, um, I got to tell you, we had such a good time in that theater. All of us were like, wow, I don't know the acoustics of this place. Thank you so much. I am actually considering doing that theater for my thing. So it's either going to be the way it looks now. I mean, I got a year for this, so who knows what's going to happen in a year. Cincinnati, Indianapolis, or Milwaukee might be, you know, where I'm going to do, you know, something, you know, that, you know, for Netflix or Showtime or something like that. That's what I'm looking at doing. Because it was just so loud. The crowds were so much fun. I had such a great time. And here's the best part. Next door to this theater is a cigar bar uh, called Yuli's Cigar Bar. And it's next door. Like when I tell you it's almost attached to the theater. And they're supposed to close at 8 o'clock. But because of this dude, Andy. Shout out to you, Andy. I told you I was going to shout you out. This dude kept the cigar bar open for us. For us our bus driver, my buddy Steve Mazzilli from New York, uh, he he comes flying in to hang with us in Milwaukee. They open the cigar lounge. They keep it open. They ordered pizzas for us. They had all this rare, amazing booze, Lagavulin, all these cognacs, these bourbons, all of these amazing drinks, food for us. They kept it open. They they we sat down. We told stories. We had a great time. They walked us to the bar next door, which was attached. Gave us shots. I mean, it could not have been a nicer fucking. Oh my god! Then we got a steam there, and the steam is a private suite at the Fister Hotel, and they kept laughing because it's called the Fister Hotel. You know, that's how fucking mature we are. We're in our 30s and 40s, and we hear Fister, and we started giggling like fucking first graders. The hotel's name is like the fist, like when you stick the fist up your fucking ass. Like, it was so ridiculous. But anyway, at this amazing hotel, they have a spa, and you don't, it's not like a locker room where everybody just sits in a steam, and then you go into a suite, and you have somebody, like, walk you through it, open it for you. You have towels. You have, like, it's like your own little room. That steams, showers, there's a massage table if you want. They got waters and all this shit, robes, everything. Really inexpensive. So we all did that before the Milwaukee show. And then I'm walking around Milwaukee after that, freezing, with flip-flops and shorts on because we couldn't get a cab. I thought I was going to get fucking pneumonia. But then after the show, they keep... Andy, shout out, man. Thank you. I told you. I told you how fucking dope this, this was. And we're just sitting in this place all night and if things couldn't get better I'm holding a Lagavulin a Davidoff Nicaraguan alright so I got one of the best cigars and one of the best fucking scotches that there is alright and I'm just in heaven and then he goes hey dude have you ever had a Wisconsin oh shit what's it called a Wisconsin old fashioned I'm like no what's a Wisconsin old fashioned they're like it's made with brandy it's this, it's that, it's fucking delicious. It's one of the best in the city. And I said, well, look, the best Moscow mule I ever had in any city is Cleveland at Society. Let me try this. I swear to God, this old-fashioned was one of the best cocktails I've ever fucking had. So if you're ever there, you got to go there and you got to ask for... The name of the place is spelled U-H-L-E-S. Cigar Lounge. It's next to... 
the, the theater and go in there and the bar attached, go ask for a Wisconsin old fashioned because it was insane. Thank you to everybody there who gave us that experience. It was just the best. Milwaukee was awesome. And then last night we did two shows in, um, I mean, those guys stayed open four more hours for us. Actually, longer than that. Four hours after they were supposed to close, we walked in, and then we stayed for another three. Thank you. I hope nobody gets in trouble for that. Uh, and then, and if they do get in trouble, this was all a joke. I was just saying that. Uh, and then we went to Minnesota last night, did two shows in Minnesota last night, and we went to this Italian place during the day. Oh, first of all, this is what we did, too. We went to... We went to get the famous, we went to Matt's to get the famous Juicy Lucy hamburger or cheeseburger. What that is, is the beef patty has melted, hot melted cheese in the middle of the beef. And then they they make this great sandwich. So Bill's saying he's trying to get this for years. We finally go, me and Mazzilli go, and everyone bites the thing and and it burns their mouth because they don't realize how piping hot the cheese is in the middle. So the lady gives it to us and she, she says... Um, yeah, bite it by the edges. Just bite the edges because it's really hot. So I think I do. You know, I had to get some meat, you know. I think I do. And these guys bite and nothing. And I bite and all of a sudden I just go, ah, ah. And Bird did a, Bird did an impression of me doing it on stage last night. And it killed. But I'm just going, ah, ah. And then he said, I did it again. My second bite I went in and I ended up pulling like half the fucking pickle out. When I tell you it was steaming... It was like fucking taking hot grease when you're making eggs and just fucking dumping it on your chin. And I'm going, ah, ah. He said it sounded like I was hitting a fucking heavy bag. Uh, <laughs> and Steve Mazzilli was almost choking. He was crying, laughing. And this burger was delicious. It, it lived up to the hype. And then we had our cab driver take us to this Italian thing. And I bought a pound of prosciutto. I bought a pound of capicola which we were calling gabagoo, and I bought a half a pound of salami. We got a loaf of bread. We do the shows, and we have to drive through the night now. So last night we drove from Minnesota to Chicago, and um, during the night what we did was I made platters with cheese, Reggiano Parmesan, sharp provolone. Everybody had salami, capicola, and prosciutto on their plate, a glass of red wine, and we watched Godfather 1 and 2 on this fucking bus from Minnesota to Chicago, went to bed after Godfather 2, Godfather 2 was winded down, and we just woke up in Chicago, and that's where we are right now, so I'm sorry if that was long-winded, and you don't care about the tour, but so many people came out, so many people have been great fans, I wanted to let everybody know the experience that we're having, so I hope you enjoyed me sharing that with you, don't worry everybody, are we going to get to the unacceptables, of course we are, all right, of course we are, we have a bunch of shit to talk about on this show. Guys, we're only halfway through. Okay, we are only halfway through this ride, but it, what a ride it has been. Um, and it all comes back to when we first flew in the Friday before the Notre Dame game two weeks ago. We were at the same hotel in Chicago, and now it's full circle. We're back doing, uh, I'm doing two shows in the Chicago theater tonight at 8 and tomorrow at 8. Those guys are doing tonight, tomorrow, and Halloween. I have to go home and be. I have to go and be home. So um, 
it's coming down to the last couple of days, but we're back here in this great hotel relaxing. So um, it's been uh, really amazing to get in front of so many different people and see and, you know, you know, the thing is people say, oh, I like this room better. I like these people better. I like this crowd better. I like that. Every crowd, every theater, everybody's got their own personality when you do shows and stuff. But for the most part, 98, 99% of people everywhere we've been have been so fucking cool, have been so into it, you know, um, and it's just been amazing. And, you know, it's all because, you know, Bill Burr puts on, I mean, he's the best comedian in the world. It's an honor for me and Joe and whoever to be with him. And the fact that the crowds come out like this and appreciate everything he does and everything we do, it's just the best. So I've had a great time in the Midwest. The Midwest gets a really bad rap, I think. You know, it does. There, I mean, there are certain parts like Indianapolis, underrated, man. Really underrated. Same. I mean, just people, it's just, I mean, you know, Grand Rapids, Michigan, these people were just so thankful and nice and great. It was just great. It was great. We, uh, we just, just people were just so fucking awesome. Um, so now we're going to, uh, go to the legendary Chicago theater, which is one that I've not done. I've not been in this theater. It's one that I've heard about so long and that's what we're going to do out here. Uh, the next couple of days. Let's get to the unacceptables here. See what you guys have to say. And um, we'll go from there. There's not men, There's not going to be any unacceptables on Twitter. I think there might have been like one. but Oh, somebody said something to me about this with the unacceptables. And I thought about it. And the person wasn't a dick. They were actually right. I mean, maybe didn't have to say like the way they said it. But I will. I will say the barefoot unacceptable needs to be put to rest for a little bit I get it somebody's barefoot on the plane on the train you want to take it you could still send it to me and I'll but as far as like talking about on the show we all know so I'm just going to say from now when you see a bear it's understood barefoot is unacceptable we don't have to read them on the show anymore Uh, or at least for a while unless I'll give you this one if you see barefoot in church that one five-star restaurant that one but other than that, we'll we'll hold off on those. So here we go. This is the first one. And again, guys, send your unacceptables to unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. Justin Bird says, unacceptable. People who listen to your amazing podcast for free every week but won't spend $10, $10 to buy your album. Justin Bird, I like you even more now. And I agree. Buy the fucking album, everybody. Come on, man. No, you guys have been great. I know so many of you guys bought and supported that album and, and bought it on pre-sale. And you people who didn't, you know who you are. <laughs> All right, here we go. This one is from Nick Alstein. Verzi, my unacceptable this week is getting absolutely pissed on waiting outside of the Riverside in Milwaukee last night. Picture attached, and it's him getting rained on. I remember it was pouring there. However, after laughing my fucking ass off... For the next two hours, I have to change this to an acceptable. You killed it last night, my man, and I wanted to yell out tears for fears at one point, but hate when cunts interrupt a set. Wish I could have hung around and shook your hand afterward. Hope you come back to Wisconsin soon. Well, thank you, Nick. Uh, This guy's so cool that he actually was pissed he got rained on, 
and then um, well, that's ironic. The same thing, pissed on, whatever. Um, but he got rained on. He was pissed, and then goes in, laughs, and then wanted to yell something out and didn't because he's a respectful Wisconsin person. There you go, Nick. Thank you so much. Glad you enjoyed the show. I had a, like I said, man, it was the loudest I've ever heard a crowd. This one is from uh, Crash. This is from Corey. Corey. Um, Hey there, Paul. Hope you're having a great time on your tour. Well, I am. Thank you. My unacceptable happened at the day of the dead party I was at uh, last weekend. It was, okay. It was Saturday night and drinks were flying. Around 10.30, somebody suggested taking shots of tequila. The fact uh, that it was Jose Cuervo could have been and unacceptable by itself. Anyway, I opted out since I had to be at work at 7 a.m. the next day and was planning on leaving before midnight. So you're better than me because I would have thought that I could take the fucking shots and still make it to work and then I would have lost my job. Of course, I get a lot of shit for being the only one not taking shots. I was fine with that until everybody else was getting ready to drink. Every single one of these motherfuckers sprinkled some salt on their thumb and held a lime for the after the shot. Uh, hold on. This font is like small here. Hold on. Let me just try to make this brighter. Okay. Uh, how are these pussies going to give me shit when they can't even take a shot without salt and a fucking chaser? I'm working with children here, Paul. Unacceptable. Throw them in a cage, but make sure it's got salt and limes for these weak assholes. All the best uh, to you and the horsemen and hope to see you New Year's Eve. Thank you, Corey. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. You know, they're giving you shit. Meanwhile, I'm not going to lie, though. Tequila is one that, like, doing it straight up, it, it does have to be a good one. It would have to be, like, um, I think, you know, a chilled Padron or um, what's the other one? Oh, Don Julio is the best. Don Julio. All right. So moving right along here, let's go to the next one here. And the next one is Dan Pizzini. Here we go. Paul, no need for a witty piece of wordplay with your name. I need to get into this ASAP. I'm a first-year woods teacher in a very rural flyover state. I I am constantly bombarded with all things unacceptable, whether it's a sixth grader who talks to me like her equal, a student who won't even look at me, or a deranged parent threatening a lawsuit. I wish I had a cage for the vast majority of my students. Middle school age kids are the worst. I teach uh, five middle school workshop classes and one high school drafting class. And I wish I hadn't wasted five years in school and pursued a career in comedy. Uh, be that as it may, I made my bed so I got to sleep in it, even if I constantly toss and turn. This particular unacceptable involves a helicopter parent who has visited with uh, me three previous times. Her son needs to pass safety and tool identification tests before he can work in lab. She should know this as she signed his syllabus. Uh, she also has asked if she can take the tests with him. I promptly declined her strange request. Uh, you may wonder why I need a verification of kids passing safety tests in case an accident does happen. I'm covered legally. I have gotten on kids to come in on their own time to test, having them write uh, that sentence to have it stick in their minds. She thinks my approach to teaching is off. 
hey lady, I want to cage you up and leave you out in the cold. Um, yeah, that's weird what she's doing. Also, comparing her son to another student is none of her concern. The beginning of this was better, but I'm attaching her email, okay, for you to enjoy. But please do not read it on the podcast. Always listening, Dan Pizzini. Okay. Uh, yes, I got your I got your stuff, and uh, thank you so much. Here we go. Uh, yes, Adam Abdallah, uh, who came out. Our Pittsburgh connection, Paul. Uh, I have been a longtime stand-up fan from the time I moved here to the U.S. I have seen a lot of stand-ups from Philly to L.A., and the Four Horsemen rode into town and killed it last Thursday in Pittsburgh. It was a pleasure and a privilege. Uh, oh, of course, dude. Let it, we wanted you to hang. Um, we enjoyed it, man. The sticks were great. I appreciate you, man. We had a great time. That dude is awesome. Um, all right, here we go. This one is from Random Alias. Paul, saw it. You and Bill of Cleveland was fucking awesome. Always some, ch- uh, anyway, some chick was texting and muttering drunken behind me during half the show. I know if I turned around and said something, I would have, uh, I would be a bitch since I'm a girl. Uh, it was bothering my boyfriend too, but he is really laid back. Finally, this guy turned to her and said, Hey, we're trying to watch something here. I couldn't help myself and added, Yeah. It's really rude. That's awesome. Good for you. And it is really fucking rude, these people. Uh, And my boyfriend started laughing because he knew I wanted to say something. She stopped after that, and I was so thankful to the random stranger behind. Uh, When will these animals stop, Paul? That bit you did about heaven killed me. Thank you so much. I don't know your name, but you sound like a sweetheart, so I appreciate it, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Unfortunately, man, there's always going to be... Look, when you're dealing with that many people, there's always going to be something. You just got to fucking try it. But it does suck because you guys paid, and you don't want it to ruin your time. Um, this one is from Nick Ingleson. What's up, Paul? Um, I just left a grocery store, and I don't know if your stores have the self-checkout machines, but they are so fucking aggravating. They are supposed to be quick, convenient way to scan your own items if you have a few things. Every time I use one, it takes longer (laughs) than waiting in line for a normal checkout person. They always have to bring up... uh, Yeah, that's true, dude. I I, I do have one. I'm sorry. They always have to bring up messages about put the item in the bag, unexpected item in bag area, waiting for attendant, etc. I ended up cursing at the damn thing, and my girl had to calm me down. Still fired up. Uh, come out to Seattle or somewhere close to it. Keep up the good work. Uh, yes, Nick, I have it too. And what sucks is, especially when you buy fucking fruits and vegetables, you got to have a code. It's like, I just bought two fucking apples. Can I just, you know, have a fucking fruit machine? I don't know. Make the shapes of the fruit and just, you put it in. I don't fucking, I'm not going to go there. What am I, uh, am I a fucking math professor? I don't know what, what, what this thing, a cauliflower or asparagus is. I, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know. It just, you know. You got to get codes and all that stuff. So I hear you. Thank you for the submission. That was a good one. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, let's see here. 
This one is from um, Patrick. Running out of time at night while smoking a stick and drinking some high-quality booze with three great cocks and a kick-ass cigar bar. Totally unacceptable. Need more time in the day. For real, though, you, Bill, and Bartnick are some of the coolest down-to-earth guys. Oh, I appreciate that, man. We had a great time meeting you, too. Um, it was awesome, dude. It was awesome. And, um, yeah, I don't need to read the whole thing because, you know, I I see that, you know, we were hanging out and stuff, and we really had a great time. So awesome. Oh, boy, here we go. Kyle Car- uh, Carroll. Hey, Paul, this is a... 45 mile an hour road you have a death wish and my temptation to make that wish come true is rapidly growing skip the cage oh my god and euthanize these selfish pricks there's a guy oh i'll finish reading i'm sorry uh skip the cage euthanize social p.s uh i missed you guys uh when you came through cincy oh that was a good one buddy i had a handful of delicious cigars for you guys to try sorry i missed you guys heard the show was great uh thanks for the laughs kyle and kyle has a picture from in his chevy i love chevy impalas by the way chevy impalas used to be like a dream car of mine i mean i don't know what year you got but i used to really like chevy impalas and there's a guy on a 10 speed or a bike in the middle of the street in front of you where you can't even go of course and you know what you'll be wrong well, that's it for the unacceptables. Thank you, guys. Um, my unacceptable, I, you know, this has been such a good week. Everything has been in, been good. The, I don't even know what the unacceptable. Unacceptable could be the Mets play in the field during the World Series. That could be one because you can't be fucking dropping balls and making errors like that in the big game. But I don't want to hate on the Mets because it is New York and, uh, you know, whatever. Also, I was talking to uh, I was talking to a pilot, and I was like, "Do you guys sleep in the cockpit? Be honest." And he just looked at me, and we just laughed. And I know that there's one guy awake, but that could be an unacceptable too. Uh, so I I really there's nothing that I'm like that upset about or that unacceptable this week. I'm telling jokes with my best friends, um, you know, on a luxury tour bus going to great states and cities. Uh, getting in front of great people and and doing what I love to do. So, uh, you know, things could be worse. And I'm very fortunate and humbled and uh, grateful to be doing it, Um, especially these past two weeks. So, um, you know, I guess my unacceptable will be just being away from my family as long as I've been away from them. Uh, It's been really hard. I miss my children. I miss my wife. I can't wait to be home and just be with them now and uh, no more longer trips. And the next time is a long trip. Uh, it's gonna be have to be really, really, really worth it, or I'm taking my family with me. So, unacceptable has been me being away from my, the people I love more than anything. But I can't really help it because that's what I have to do for work. So, um, there you go. This has been an unbelievably, um, just a crazy, crazy wild ride, and. Um, we're still going, man. We still got a couple more nights here in Chicago, so we're going to have a good time. Um, getting into some sports. Uh, yeah, the Mets are down two games to none in the World Series, and Bartnick was joking, and he's going, Verzi wants no happiness in Flushing, Queens. And they were all laughing. And I got to tell you, this is kind of weird for me because my grandfather used to watch them when the Yankees weren't on, and he rooted for New York. He always rooted for New York. He said, New York first. And I get that. So when I see the New York across the chest, 
of the uniform, part of me is like, yeah, they should win. That would be cool if they won. The other part of me is their hatred for the fucking Yankees and, you know, just some of the, you know, the shit talking before. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, like when I see the Royals do something, I'm like, good, that'll fucking make the Met fans go down a notch. But then when I see the New York and all that, I'm like, fuck, that kind of sucks. So, But I'll tell you what, the Mets made unbelievably unacceptable errors, you know, during the game. Outfielders, infielders, not you throwing the ball fucked up, stupid things that just can't happen when you get to this point. So uh, they really need to fix that. But they win tomorrow night in New York. It's a 2-1 to one series. Um, they were saying today on the bus that they came back in 86 and won when they were down uh, 0-2. The 1996 Yankees were down 0-2 to the um, Atlanta Braves. They came back. They won four straight. You never know what can happen. It's still definitely a series. You go down 3-0, that's it. But uh, the Mets need to make a change and, and need to really get into the game because they looked really defeated. How about the New York Knicks, everybody? I know it's only the, 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 the debut, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Przingis getting 16 fucking points in his first game, okay? That's a great sign. The kid's going to get comfortable. I'm saying another dude I fucking called it, okay? This guy is crushing shit right now. And I would love to meet him and say I'm rooting for him, except my head wouldn't even be fucking past his knees. And uh, that's not a good look for anybody. You know, I remember they were saying, a couple comedians, I think Shaq and like um, Cat Williams were saying, hanging out to, I mean, uh, Cat Williams and Kevin Brown, like when you hang out with Shaq, your head is up to his dick. I remember I stood next to uh, Brad Garrett from uh, Everyone Loves Raymond, and Brad is, uh, he was, you know, he played his brother, and he's six foot nine, and I took a picture with him in Vegas, and I looked like a fucking, looked like somebody with those age diseases, where, like, my face looked like I was a guy in his 30s, but I looked like his fucking, like an adopted kid that he's trying to help. It was so fucking embarrassing. When you stand next to somebody, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, Oh, we made Bartnick laugh the other day because I had Bartnick crying because Burr was just like, yeah, you know, he was about Verzi's height. He wasn't too big. He was about Verzi's height. And I just go instinct, like my, my competitiveness, like, oh, well, Bill, I'm 5'8". I mean, I'm not. And Bartnick's whole body just started jerking up and down laughing. I think he sipped something and he was holding it in his mouth. Yeah, he took a sip and he was going to do a spit take. And I, just the way that I did it, made I just got him. I go, yeah, dude, no, I'm 5'8". I mean, you know, and he was just laughing his ass off. Because 5'8 is, you know, I think they say the average height for a man in, in America is 5'10. So I'm 5'8, whatever. A little under that. I'd like to be, I wish I was like 5'11. That's the shit. But what are you going to do? Uh, I love how I'm justifying my height now to you guys. Um, so that's pretty much it in sports. Uh, the Giants beat. The Giants are f- coming, man. The Giants are coming. I think that. I think that the Giants and the Green Bay Packers are going to be the teams to beat in the NFC. I know the Carolina Panthers are doing real good right now. But my boy, Easy Eli Manning, in the big one, you guys know it. You don't like it, but you know it. Um, I think the Packers and the Giants are going to be uh, big-time forces, and I think that... um, In the AFC, I just... I mean, what can you say? 
All you could do is tip your cap to the fucking Patriots because they don't lose. You know, and I know the Broncos are undefeated and there's a couple of teams undefeated, but the Patriots are the Patriots. You know, Brady and Belichick, they're just, they're too good. They're too tough. Uh, as far as movies, guys, I don't really have any, um, I don't really have any movies to talk about because we've been on this bus. So what we've been watching, we've watched, um, we watched MacGruber. Here are the movies we've watched. We've watched Goodfellas. Many times on the bus. We've watched Casino a bunch of times. We watched Godfather 1. We watched Godfather 2. And we watched MacGruber. So the only... Oh, and, and Kingpin was on for a while. So we actually almost did get to watch all the movies that I brought. Um, we always have guys assigned things. And my assignment is I'm, I'm the movie guy. Burr is the cigar guy. I'm the movie guy. And then we all become the booze guys. Um... And that's, yeah, that's, we haven't really seen anything. I heard the new James Bond is good, so I might want to check that out. Um, I want to talk about our bus driver, man. Our bus driver is just a really great dude. This dude, John, and he was just like, he's just a polished up, he's almost like a pilot, where you know when this guy's driving, he's just got his shit together, he's alert, he's just by the book, but in a good way. I fucking love it, man. That's what you got to have. I don't want to mention names. I love some of these guys, but like some of these fucking bus drivers that you know we've had, or anything like even even if you see a fucking sloppy pilot or some of these bus drivers, it's like you know at least a pilot. There's like a co-pilot, you know. So if you're up there and some fat fuck has a heart attack, you know, you're up there and some fat fuck has a heart attack. You got another guy. Be like, yeah, we got us, we got to land. This guy's arteries are clogged. We got to go, but we have a guy to do it. When you're on a bus. These guys are eating fucking beef jerky. Not not our guy now, but I've seen these guys eat beef jerky. I've seen these guys drink sodas, eating candy, smoking during the night. And you're just laying there and you're like, if this guy fucking keels over, we're fucked. We're in this huge fucking road missile just flying. All kinds of technology on the thing. If this guy goes, we're going. It's going to be fucking bad. And you don't. You know, God willing, that never happens to anybody, but this guy that we have, oh man, he's sharp, by the book sharp, awesome, absolutely awesome, so shout out to John, he's a great guy, uh, he has like a life of Forrest Gump, he's done things that are just so amazing and stuff, and I really, uh, really loved having him, it was really nice to know that that's who, that's who you got going, and the best part is, on his days off, he loved a cigar, he loved all the shit that we loved, he knew sports, he knew cars, he knew music, he knew movies, like, he was just one of these guys, he was in the FBI for eight years, I mean, just so awesome, and the, the cool thing about this is you get to meet these fascinating people, you know, that have done so much, so many people just look at, oh, as a bus driver or something, you meet fascinating people. And he's a great dude. Now let's get to the plugs. And thank you guys so much um, for um, asking me about the, the hard copy of my album. I'm happy to say the hard copy of Night at the Stand, you know, uh, I will be available to buy. I will send them to you. I will ship them to you. They're going to be on my website. They will also be with me when I take them to clubs. So, um, you know, I'm going to have a bunch of them with me everywhere that I go. I'm obviously going to be selling them for what they're worth, which is $10, what they're on sale for. I mean, I think it's worth $100, but I get it. $10, $10 is fair, but those are coming in the, um, 
next day. So there, I already got the shipping and all that stuff. I know people were asking. So if you want to order that, you go to paulverzi.com and you can order the, um, you can order it. Okay. And I'll be bringing them with me. And thank you if you guys are still purchasing it on, on, um, line. We're going to do another push. We're going to try to, uh, keep the album going. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something with a party. I haven't figured it out yet, but, uh, unfortunately I couldn't do the release party of right when it got released because of the touring and everything that was going on. A lot of things have ha- happened in between that time, but we're going to be doing something. And uh, if you're in the area and you're a fan, we'll do something where you could get to that and come out. So um, as far as plugs, uh, all of my dates, are all my new dates are going to be on my website, paulverzi.com. Um, got the uh, shows uh, going to be with Bill Burr in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Arena. Then the next week I will be with uh, Bill Burr, Joe DeRosa. And I think actually I think at the Wells Fargo Center it's going to be me, um, uh, Joe Matarese and Bill Burr. And then the following week will be me, Joe DeRosa, and uh, Burr at Madison Square Garden. But I'm doing spots in New York City a ton. And uh, I got Providence coming up a date in uh, Miami coming up uh, in early December. So you can see all of those dates, guys, on my website, paulverzi.com. So please follow me on Twitter as well, at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. I want to personally thank everybody. You, you know who you are. If you came up to me after these shows on the tour, I really appreciate it. Uh, guys, send me any questions that you want on, um, you know, Twitter or to the email, which is unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. That's unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. Let me know. Uh, what's going on unacceptable uh, that week or what you experience and I will get uh, I will read those out and Twitter Twitter's great too please keep them a little what's it called you know not too long but uh, you know send them out anyways thank all the fans who brought bottles for us and uh, all the fans who brought cigars for us so far Lord knows what's going to come at the Chicago Theater tonight, but so many people have been so amazing, and I didn't even realize how, um, I didn't even realize how much people gave a fuck and liked what I did, to be honest, you know, and people keep coming up to me going, dude, you like, you, you, lo- you really like your fans, like, of course I like my fans, I'm not, I'm nothing without my fans, that's the funniest part, these motherfuckers walk around like they're the shit, and it's like, look, you may be giving a good product. I hope I'm giving a good product, and I hope you like my brand or whatever like that. That that I, that's cool. But without you guys like liking the shit that I do, why wouldn't I, you know, appreciate it? So, um, and speaking of that, I there was too much stuff going on on Twitter with all these shows that some of the unacceptables or, or pretty much all of the unacceptables got, um, you know, kind of lost in that. So you know, it'll be back in way more calm next week when I get back to uh, New York. So until then, everybody, this has been episode 231 of the Verzi Effect podcast show. You guys are the shit. Thank you so much to, um, you know, Pittsburgh. The the second half has been um, since my last podcast is Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indy, Detroit, Grand Rapids, Milwaukee, Minnesota, and now tonight in Chicago, we plan to have a good time. So that's it. I am going back to New York, going back to my family, and uh, that's it. I'll talk to you guys uh, soon. Take care.